0: Well, did everybody bring their notebooks tonight? We've started on Eternal Life about three weeks ago, and we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're going at this for a purpose. I believe the Lord told me this is the way to get a hold to what we're trying to teach of who we are in Christ. This is the simplest form of what we teach. This is the simplest form of it. And, and this life and nature of Almighty God, if you can get a hold of this, you can graduate right on in to your total identification with the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So let's pray. Holy Father, in Jesus' mighty name, I thank you tonight that you will unveil to us the risen Lord. You will show us exactly what it means when you raise Jesus Christ from the dead. You'll show us exactly what it meant when you sent the Lord Christ even unto the earth, even to bring to this world the eternal life, the nature of Almighty God. You'll show us that in clear vision form, that we will picture that in our spirits and rise up and be able to act upon this word that you've shown us we thank you this night in advance for what you're going to do we're expecting you to do great and mighty things i'm expecting you to show yourself alive in our midst i'm expecting the supernatural power of the holy spirit to rise up in me and give me utterance in the holy ghost i'm expecting on the other end that you would give hearing to those Uh, uh, in the audience, and I'm expecting now that great things will be shown and taught here tonight, and we'll rise up and be able to do great things for you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Turn with me tonight to the second chapter of Genesis. I'm going to talk to you tonight about the purpose for Jesus Christ coming to this earth. The purpose for which Jesus Christ came to this earth. If a man realizes that, he's got one step ahead on finding out these truths. He's got a step made in the right direction. But see, if you think that all that Jesus Christ came to this earth to do was to forgive your sins and to handle the sin problem, then then, then you've got wrong thinking there sin was not the problem in the world it was a sin nature the bottom line was that the nature of man was wrong and just handling the sins would not would not alleviate the problem it was something deep-seated down in man that had to be rectified had to be set straight not just covering the sins or forgiving the sins but it had to be done away with the sinner of what was wrong with man that was he had the wrong kind of nature in him Amen. praise god praise god so we're going to look at tonight the purpose of jesus christ coming the purpose of jesus christ coming hallelujah we're going to first of all to understand exactly why jesus christ came to this earth why he came and brought eternal life you first of all have to understand this the condition that man was in when jesus came you're going to have to understand what the condition was uh in the fall of man you're going to have to understand that to know where you you, 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 are at right now, you've got to know where man came from. You've got to understand right over here what happened in the fall, why Jesus had to come. It wasn't come just to do away with that sin over here. He came to do away with the root problem, and that was the sin nature. Say amen to that. Praise God. Praise God. Genesis, second chapter, 16th verse. It said, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree in the garden, thou mayest eat freely. Some translations, Byington said, The Lord God gave the man these orders. Living Bible said he gave the man this warning. Now he's giving him a warning. The 17th verse there said, But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it, For in the day that thou eatest of, thou shalt surely die. Well, if you do not know that man is a spiritual being who has a soul and lives in a body, then you'll not understand what happened to man. You've got to understand that man is an eternal spirit. He is going to live forever. Whether he lives in heaven or hell or where he lives, he'll live forever. He'll he'll never go out of existence. When he said, you shall surely die, Adam did not surely die physically there. So we know that something else must have happened to him there. If he did not die physically, and he's not talking about a physical death, he must be talking about something else. Can we draw that conclusion? So something else happened there. You know, I've heard a many preacher try to explain away that verse. You know, Adam lived to be 930 years old. I've heard preachers say, well, you know, one day is as a thousand years under God and a thousand years is under a day. And that's what he is talking about. He, he said that day and he lived a day and a day, you know, this is that. Th- no, that's 930 years. That's still not a thousand years, isn't it? Amen. So he come up short there. So what he's talking about is not a physical death, but man, you've got to realize this, that man is made in the direct image of Almighty God. He is a spirit being, and God made his man in the direct image of him and even blew into him the very breath of life. He gave him the same substance that God himself had. Praise God. Gonna place this up here this is going to represent god this represent god and when god made man he made him in his image in the image of god created him male and female you know women's made in the image of god too amen. some of you women say amen. amen hallelujah all right god made adam in his very own image and gave him this same substance that God was made out of, he put it into Adam. Oh, glory to God. The same thing that God was made out of, the same thing that made God God was placed into Adam. Hallelujah. He, do you believe there's any way for him to be defeated? There was nothing. He was, he was the king of this whole world. He gave him dominion over every work of God's hands. Adam had authority over this thing. And there was no way for Satan, no single way that he could defeat Adam. No single way could he do that. No way. No way possible because he had authority over everything in this earth. You know, when, when Adam did commit high treason against God and he sinned, Satan got in. He came in through the door of Adam's spirit. He could not even get into this earth. Do you know that? Jesus said any man come in any other way other than by the door is a thief and a robber. You know what the door was? To be born naturally into this earth by a woman. That's the way. That's the only way you've got a right in this earth. Anyone else comes any other way is a thief and a robber. I am telling you, you know, we arrest thieves and robbers, don't we? How many of you know you have authority to arrest people in our realm? Amen. You know Satan cannot just bring sickness and disease. You can arrest him. He can't just steal from you. You can arrest him. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise the Lord. All right, he said in the day that you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. Concordance. Old Testament said you must not eat of the fruit of that tree. If you do, you will die the same day. The same day. Young said, in dying thou shall die. New American Bible says the moment you eat of that tree, you will die. The moment you eat of that tree, the moment you eat of it, you're going to die. Not a thousand years later. Not five hundred, not ten. You're going to die the moment you eat of that tree because you have disobeyed Almighty God. Bouet's translation said, thou shalt die the death. Well, that's the bad part. He died the death. When he committed high treason, something happened to his spirit. He was still a human being. But something happened to Adam. He committed high treason. And he took upon him not the nature of Almighty God, but something else happened. The evil one, the evil one transmitted his nature, transmitted his nature even to Adam. And Adam died spiritually that very day. The life and nature of God that was in him left him, left him. Now Adam is in a condition here, He's in a condition that just forgiving him for what he done won't do any good. You can cover it up as in the Old Testament. They covered sin. They covered it up. You can take and cover cover this up with God, but it still won't do any good. You can't just cover this thing. Something's deep-seated down inside man, and it has to be alleviated. It has to be destroyed because it is a sin nature. It is the direct nature of God's arch enemy, Satan. It's not the Adamic nature that he has. It is a satanic nature. Jesus said, you are of your father, the devil. Yeah. It is a father image. He was followed by Satan himself, and he had his own image in there. Jesus Christ came not only, not only to do away with the sin problem and pay for the sin, but he came to stop something that was on the inside of him, which was the spiritual death nature, and alleviate that. Turn with me to the fifth chapter of Genesis. Genesis 5.5. You know, he said, in the day you eat of that tree, you'll die. Well, he did not die. Some folks said, well, he started dying. No, <laughs> that won't work either. He said, in the day, that very day, that moment. Genesis 5.5 said, in all the days that... All the days that Adam lived were 930 years and he died. He didn't die physically for 930 years, but something happened in his spirit and this spiritual condition is the root of all of man's problems. I don't care who it is, that's the root of his problems right there. If you bring him to Jesus and give him the life and nature of Almighty God on the inside of him, his problems, his days of of, of defeat are over if he finds out what he's got. Praise the Lord. We see that he said in, in the day you eat of it you shall surely die. Death is a spiritual condition. It is the nature of Satan. It is the nature of Satan. In the Greek, it's the word thanatos. Say that with me. Thanatos. Not only am I going to teach you all tonight; I'm going to teach you some Greek too. Amen? Amen. Praise God. All right, this word thanatos means a death nature. It is the spiritual condition that man was in. This is the nature of Satan, just like life is the nature of Almighty God. So it's two natures in the world. To understand the word of the living God, you can unlock anything in the word of God with two words, life and death. And if you understand those two words, you can unlock any scripture. Amen. The Bible interpretation hinges on two things, life and death. It hinges on two men, one who was spiritually dead and one who was spiritually alive. It hinges on those two men. The whole human race depends upon two men. one, the first Adam and the last, the last Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ. The whole human race depends upon these two men and our identification with it. See, every man that followed after this man had a condition in him called spiritual death. Turn with me to Romans, the fifth chapter. I want to spend a little time along here where, you, where you'll really get this down in your spirit and, and know exactly what the problem with man was. See, if you know what the problem with man was, then you know Jesus Christ, he said it's finished. He finished what he started to do. He accomplished what he started to do. He did not just cover it up. He did not just forgive sins. See, forgiveness of sins wouldn't help this old boy. If God had forgiven him, he to ask God and forgive him, but he wouldn't have done any good. He had something down in him. It had to be destroyed. Amen. And Jesus came and destroyed all the works of the enemy. Yes, right. Romans 5, 12. He said, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men for all his sin. New American Bible, New... New American Standard Amplified, 20th century, most all of them say uh, that death spread to all men. It spread to all men. It spreaded. It spreaded. Spreaded. Now listen to me. Adam, this man Adam, the children that he had, he could not transmit this spiritual death. He was made a life, a living. So he, he was not a quickening spirit. He could not transmit this. Jesus could transmit the life of God, but he could not, he could not transmit. His children that were born after him were not born spiritually dead. Do you know children are not born spiritually dead? Huh? Now listen close to me. I'm gonna show you something right there. Praise God. They were not born spiritually dead, but they were born into a condition, into a surrounding that was controlled by the evil one and every one of them that was born into that environment, they died spiritually. The environment took them over. The world system, it just took them over and they died spiritually. You know, like Paul says, when I come of age, I died. When the light come, I died. He died. See, children, I'm well a, a firm believer of this, that a child raised on the word of God, he'll never know spiritual death. He'll not, he'll not know spiritual death. He'll just get born again and, and, and saved and just walk right on with Jesus. That's why it's so important to teach young children the ways of the Lord and get them born again filled with the Holy Ghost at a young age and they'll just walk on in the things of God and it'll be normal to them. It will be a normal way of life to be healed, to set free. It'll be a normal way of life to believe God. That'll be their natural nature that's never changed. See? A lot of people today say that we have an uh, Adamic nature. You do not have an uh, Adamic nature because Adam could not transmit this. You had a satanic nature. You had the life and nature of the devil. That's exactly what happened. Arthur S. Way translates that 12th verse. Now listen to him. He says, The error... Of the one individual man Made a breach through which sin entered into the world And in the track of sin came death And so it was that death passed through the door To assail all men Death passed through the door See, he didn't just stop here He passed through it He could not get in this earth Satan could not get in this earth He could not do anything in this earth But he had to have a way to get in He couldn't come in by the door, could he? You had to be born into this earth to get in there. But he came through. He, Adam, opened the door and through the door of his spirit, through the spirit realm, he came right through that and set up a kingdom in this earth. And everyone born after Adam. Do you know at one time he was the whole human race? At one time he was the whole human race. I means that's it that's the whole human race right there we're looking at whole human race was affected by this death at one time so Satan came through his spirit set up a kingdom of spiritually dead uh, spiritual death and it spread to all men it spread to all men and it was just like when a man was born into if he was born years ago uh, in the 1800s smallpox spread through the West in epi- epidemic proportions in the Indian nations. And those children that was born into that, they just took smallpox just like that. They was dying like flies. I mean just like that. And that's what happened. Everyone that was born after Adam was born right in the middle of a smallpox ap- epidemic and this death spread to all men. It just spread to them. Satan didn't just have to possess people. He had his network set up. He had his kingdom set up, and it was influencing. He knocked out the power of this man's spirit and put spiritual death in there, and this man could no longer communicate spirit to spirit with Almighty God. He had to use his mental facilities, and he was ruled by his body, what he felt, what he thought, and his five senses, and what he could think up. He was no longer... wrong by his spirit. See, this is where Christianity failed in so many ways. Man's not supposed to live by his wits. He said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. See, a man must learn to listen to God by his spirit and be guided by that. Adam could do this. He walked and talked in the cool of the day with Almighty God. Now Now he's separated from God. The first thing that happens is, where are you at, Adam? said, I'm afraid. Fear entered in, fear entered in, and run rapid through the whole human race. Run rapid. All right, we see the condition of man that Satan has entered in. He set up his kingdom of spiritual death, and just by man being born into this kingdom, what if if he was born into a into a house of ill repute or a house of prostitution? What kind of life you think you'd have? If you was born right in the middle and that's all you know, man, you wouldn't have much chance with it. What if you was born right in the middle of a ghetto? I mean, all you knew was right there and in few blocks and you was born right in there and all the influence of filth, all the influence of every degradation that you can think of was right there. What kind of chance you think you'd have? Well, you go down the drain just like the rest of them. And when one comes out of that situation, it's a miracle, isn't it? It's miraculous when he gets out. Well, that's the same way. Man was born into that situation of spiritual death, and he just followed right on down the path, and they just floated right on down the stream. That's all it was to it. Praise God. But I tell you what, Jesus did come to rectify it. Amen. All right, turn with me to Ephesians 2nd chapter 2nd chapter of Ephesians 1st verse says and you have he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sin good news said in the past you were spiritually dead because of your disobedience and sin Because of yours. Because of yours. Praise God. Second verse said, Where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Arthur S. Way said, Controlled by the ruler of the kingdom of the lower air, the demon spirit which now is so active in the children of disobedience. Carver said, You were not the master of your faith, or captain of your soul. The devilish promptings of the evil one drove you this way and that. The devil just prompted you. See, he didn't have to totally possess this man. He just had to prompt him and he'd just do anything he wanted to because his nature was there. He wanted to do that. He wanted to do that. Yeah. We're well, by nature the children of wrath. He wanted to do those things. And see, he had him. He had man. He had the whole mankind right there in his hand. The third verse says, And among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, in the lust of the flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature, see there's that nature again, had the nature, were by nature the children of wrath even as others. See, we had the wrong nature. It was the wrong nature. It was not just sins. When you see sin in the New Testament, he is not talking about acts. He is not talking about outward acts of sin, adultery, uh, fornication, uh, murder, robbery. He's not talking about acts. He's talking about a nature. He said all have what? Sin. Sin all have sinned and come short of the glory of god what cause sin. sinned what about little children no when it comes time from the uh, no good or evil they have a chance to accept the lord or go whichever way Th- then they then they've got their choice to be made all right praise the lord praise god turn over to the fourth chapter of ephesians Can you see where forgiveness wouldn't help this old boy? See, you've got to understand this. In the Old Testament, they had forgiveness of sin. See, they had forgiveness. They had atonement for sin. The sin was covered for a year at a time. But they could not live even under the law. They couldn't live under that. Why? Because they had the wrong nature. Deep-seated down in man, he was rotten to the core. That was exactly what was wrong with it. He was just rotten. He was just rotten. Down on the inside, he was rotten, clean to, down to the core of man. It was something wrong in him. Yeah. And that's the root of the problem. You can't just keep covering a problem up. You know, one of these days, it'll come to the top. Yeah. You keep disobeying God. You just keep disobeying God. First thing you know, outcropping of sickness, outcropping of something will come up, and you can, yep, it finally come to the top. You've seen Christians, you say, well, I know the Lord's dealt with him about that habit or dealt with him about that. Well, you just watch it it'll come to the top. Amen? All right, Ephesians 4:17. He said, and this I say therefore and testify of the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. They were alienated from the life of God. That was what was wrong with man. Sean Field Hugh J. Sean Field said they were aliens to the divine life. They were aliens to it. They were an alien being. Man was an outlaw on this earth and under the satanic control of Satan himself. Can you see that? He was an outlaw. He was an outcast. He was separated from Almighty God. He could do nothing about it. There was nothing he could do. He couldn't ask for forgiveness. He couldn't do penance. Is nothing that can change this on the inside of him. That's why Jesus Christ had to come to do, to to bring life to this man's spirit. Nothing else would help him. Forgiveness it covered for a while. Something you know it help, you know helped for a while. But I'm telling you, nothing's gonna alleviate the problem except a new nature. A new man on the inside. Right. And this man, this old man, he had so many traces of the evil one in him that the whole man had to be destroyed on the inside of him. Totally alleviated, just destroyed. Where he could put a new man on the inside. Amen. New man on the inside. Alright, turn with me to first Corinthians, the fifteenth chapter. First Corinthians fifteen. 15th chapter and the 20th verse. Alright, he said, But now is Christ risen from the dead and became the first fruits of them that slept. He was the first fruits, the first fruits of them that slept. Already right, he said, for since, 21st verse for since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. 22nd verse, for as Adam. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Everything that Satan did, everything that Satan did in the fall, Jesus Christ came to reverse that whole process. Everything that he did... Everything that he caused mankind to become that was totally destroyed, totally set aside, and man became in union with Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. All right, turn with me to John 10, 10. I know every one of you here can quote that verse, but we're going to read it. Hallelujah. John 10, 10. He said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and destroy. Why did you come? What is your purpose in coming, Lord Jesus? Why did you come to this earth? What was the purpose in you coming? Did you come just to forgive sin? Did you come to set out a new standard of living? Did you come to give us a new new kind of uh, commandment? Why did you come? He said, I am come, I am come, praise God, I am come that you might have life and have it in abundance. Do you see why he came? Now, he didn't come just to cover this man up and to cover him. He came for one reason, and that is that he might have the very life, the very nature of Almighty God in him. And when man is born again he receives god's own life god's own nature can you see exactly what happened not only did man lose his nature in the fall but the whole human race was affected and jesus christ came to totally give them this full life the eternal life and nature of god the same substance that's in god the father is in you The same identical substance. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. The number one reason for Jesus Christ coming to this earth, the number one reason was that he may bring this life of God and bring it in abundance. Nothing else would help man. Nothing else would help man. Do you see that? there's nothing else the death nature was there it had to be destroyed he said he came and destroyed all the works of the enemy all the works of the enemy taylor translates that verse he said my purpose what is your purpose for coming jesus he said my purpose is to give eternal life abundantly Riggs translates that verse he said to bring spiritual life to man to bring a spiritual life to man Beck said, I am come that they might have life and have it overflowing in them, overflowing in them. They'll have so much of this that it'll drown out anything of the enemy. See, man was so rotten on the inside, this man, this man that had the life and nature of Satan in him, he had to totally be destroyed. He had to be destroyed. I died with Christ. I was crucified with Christ. That's why you need to understand the total process of identification, that you know that you was crucified. You died with it. The old man you was went out of existence, and a new man came from God himself, the only one that has the substance in him like this. It came from him. Jesus brought it. And when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, this substance came into you why did you come jesus i come that you might have life why did you come did you come to bring a new command i come that you might have life in heaven in abundance overflowing abundance i brought you something from god what did you bring i brought you the life of god hallelujah praise god he said in john 1 4 said in him was what in him was life and this life was the light of men. Let's put this one up there. This represents the Lord Jesus. This represents born-again man. Said, "In him was life, and this life was the light of men." John 5:26. Now, get a hold of this. Confucius says, "A picture's worth ten thousand words." So, we're gonna have some pictures here. All right. He said, "In him was life." And the life is the light of men, the development of men, or what would cause them to shine out the outshining of God, in other words. He said... John 5 26 he said Jesus said this as the father has life in himself so is he given the son to have life in himself a spiritual substance what God's made out of he said as the father has this substance so is he given the son to have this substance and I am come that you might have this substance and have it in abundance amen, amen. can you see that Praise God. You've got the same thing in you that God has in him. You've got the same thing in you that Jesus, that Jesus Christ showed the world what this life would do. You know, he, would stop, he, would, he stopped the funeral possession one time in the city of Maine, and they showed what he had. They said, we've seen this life. We've seen what it would do. This life that was on the inside of him stopped this funeral possession and raised a little widow's son, heartbroken, only son. And raised him from the dead. He walked to the tomb of Lazarus. And do you know what he said? Lazarus, come forth. He said, my words are spirit and they are zoe. They are life. You have eternal quality in your words. Praise God. He said, my words are spirit and they are life. Come forth, Lazarus. Lazarus. Come first, Lazarus. You know, the miraculous saint, Lazarus, just bam, come to the tomb just like that. Wrapped and bound in mommy clothes. Just bound. a mommy stood there. A mommy stood there just like that. Why? Because his words were a spirit in their life. Hallelujah. He was the light of men. In us is life, and, I, and this life is the light of men. This life is the light of mankind. Jesus said, loose him and let him go. Yeah, daddy. Preach some at loose him and let him go stuff. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Loose him and let him go. Loose him and let him go. I'm going to tell you, we got a world out there that needs to be loosed and let go. Amen. It's people out there that's bound by sickness. It's people today bound by cancer and scared mortally to death. And they do not know what to do. They don't know where to turn. They don't know to turn to the church. The church had not even known they've had a substance in them like this. They thought when you said you get eternal life, that meant you're going to live in heaven. They didn't know it was a present-day possession of the believer. They did not know this, that they had the actual life and nature of God in them. We need to preach some at least and let them go, don't we? Lease them and let them go, brother. this life of almighty god that's in us it not only causes us to be new creations but it causes us to be god men it causes us to be god men say this with me i am a God-man. I am God-man. I have god man i have god living on the inside of me i have god's nature i have god's nature i have his life praise the lord praise god turn with me to first john four little john what is eternal life it is god's life what is eternal life it is the substance that God is made out of. What is eternal life? It is the thing that Jesus Christ operated in and showed the whole world why he was different than other men because he had a substance in him which came straight from God. Amen. Praise God. We ought to show the world what we've got on the inside of us. Mm, mm, mm. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. I intend to do it. And I intend for a lot of y'all to go with me. Amen. All right, first John four nine. Why did you send Jesus? First John 4.9. It said, In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent his only begotten Son into the world. Why? That we might live through him might live through him. That word live there is zoe in the Greek. Phillips translates that. Said to us, the greatest demonstration of God's love to us has been his sending his only son into the world to give us life through him. Give us this zoe that we would live, this life would be in. Why did you come there? He sent me that you could have this life. What was the purpose of you coming? To bring you a substance that would destroy the old man, do away with everything that was wrong in man, and totally, totally create you completely anew. And a man that came from heaven with Almighty God in the inside of him, and he came into your being. G.W. Wade translates that verse. I like it better than any of them. He said, God's love manifested itself among us in this way, in sending his only Son on a mission into the world, sending his only Son on a mission into this world that we may have life through him. He sent him on a mission. Why did you come, Jesus? Why did you come? Why did you come? He said, no man can come to the Father except by me. Why did you come? I come on a mission from heaven. I came from God himself into this earth. He said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He said, in him was life, and this life was the light of men. He said, this Word became flesh, dwelt among us. Why did you come? I came to bring you this life from heaven, praise God. I came on a mission. He came from a, on a mission from another realm. He came from the spiritual realm and he was birthed into this earth to bring man this life. Do you believe Jesus completed his mission? Do you believe he brought us this life? Do you believe you've got the life, the nature of God in you? Do you believe that this substance is greater than anything of the enemy? Do you see what happened when man accepted the Lord Jesus Christ? This man, this man right here, this man that had the life and nature of the devil in him, when, he, when the life of God came into him, this old man was totally destroyed. He was gone. And the new man came into existence. A new man, totally new. Not an old man made new. God didn't take something we had and overhaul it and patch it up this man was completely new the old man was crucified and he died he went out of existence he was buried and the new man the new man from a new realm came into uh, being how many of you can see that praise God praise God why did you come Jesus I'm come that they may have this life and they may have it in abundance I come on a mission. I was sent on a mission by Almighty God. You know in that garden when he sweated blood, all that mission hung by a a thread that night. Praise God. But my God, he said, Oh, not my will, but thine be done. Praise the Lord. I've come for a mission, and I'm going to complete my mission. I've come to bring the life and nature of God to humanity. I've come to bring them a new man. Any man accepts me, he shall have this life. He shall have this nature. He shall be a new creation. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Look there in 1 John 5, 13. He said, these things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have what? Eternal life. Aonius Zoe. Say this with me. Aonius zoe. zoe. Eternal life. Eternal life. The, life and nature of God. the life and nature of God. The life that makes God God. The, life that makes God, God. the substance in God that he's made of the same thing was in the lord jesus christ and jesus christ came and brought me this life, and jesus christ came and brought me this life. people if you'll realize this this substance that's in, in you is the same thing that god has Amen. i mean the same identical substance he doesn't it didn't water down it's that he has one kind of life, one kind of nature, and it's the same thing that God himself made out of, and there's no way. You see what happened? When the new man came into existence, it blew that old man out of existence. He doesn't exist anymore. I'm telling you right now, it'll do the same thing with a cancer. It'll do the, anything that, that the enemy has. It'll blow it right out of there. Amen. I'm telling you what, we are hear explosions every now and then. What happened? What happened? One of them Christians went off over there. Boom. Amen? That's right. That's right. People, we're going to have to get a hold of this. We're going to have to get a hold of this if we'll ever do anything for Christ. If we're going to ever leave our mark on Christendom, it's going to have to get a hold of some of this. The early church, that's about all they knew. They didn't know a whole lot else. They knew they had the Holy Ghost and they knew they had the life of God in them. They knew they had the same substance... John wrote over and said, "Man, we done seen the life of God. We've handled it. We saw what it do, and we know what we've got on the inside of us." Peter stood in the temple one time, preached three days on it. Mm. Praise God! I think sometimes I'd preach three years on it. Praise the Lord! One of these days we are gonna have some of the meetings like they did. You know, hey guys, come, he preach all day, three, four days. Amen. I know one time Peter preached three hours. When he, Ananias and Sapphira, that little deal, Ananias come in, and, and he said, you sold this land for so much? Yeah, sure did, sure did. He said, why have you lied to the Holy Ghost? He said, They'll carry, the, the young men will carry you out of here. And he fell down dead. Three hours later, he was still preaching and Sapphire come in. Same one carried same one carried your husband now it's going to carry you out he said and she said you mean you conspired to lie to the Holy Ghost not to me but he didn't care if she sold the land it didn't make any difference if he sold the land it was their land God didn't tell them say sell your land give it away he didn't do that they wanted to do it they was moved on by the Holy Ghost to do it though I can tell you why it wasn't but a short period of time after that that the land wasn't worth any, anything because Titus overrun the whole land took it completely over They wouldn't have had nothing anyway. Yeah, I believe they was moved on by the Holy Ghost to to sell the land. But I'm telling you this, God didn't say sell your land, give all your money. away. he didn't tell them to do that, but he did tell them don't be lying to the Holy Ghost. You know, I tell you what, I thank God that that hadn't entered back into the ranks of the Christian world as of yet. I believe it will shortly, but I tell you what, if it entered in right now, it'd thin the ranks. Do you know that? Mm, it'd thin the ranks, wouldn't it? there'd be some folks walking holy before God. They'd know that what come out their mouth was actually the truth. They wouldn't lie to the Holy Ghost. Amen? All right, let's read that again. 13th verse, he said, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know. He wants you to know something. Know what? That you have eternal life and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. And this is the confidence that we have in him that if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hears whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desire of him. See, this brings faith. This brings faith. As you know what you've got on the inside of you, when you go to God, you go with confidence. You come boldly knowing that I'm in partnership with God. I have his life, his nature. He's trusted me to carry out the work that Jesus started. Amen. Amen? Hendricks translates that 13th verse. He said, Now I have written these things to you so that you may know that you have God's kind of life. I've written you these things that you know that you've got God's kind of life. Philip said, here and now you possess eternal life. Not later, you're going to get it. Here and now you've got this kind of life on the inside of you. Here and now you've got the life that Jesus had in you. Here and now the same substance that was in the Christ is in God Almighty and it was transmitted right through Jesus Christ unto you. Say amen. Why did you come, Jesus? Why did you come, Bob? I am come that you may have life. I was sent on a mission from heaven to bring eternal life. I brought it in, by the and I had this life but I took your sins I took your diseases I took everything that the man that was fallen I took it on the cross I carried it into the very burning pit of hell and when I had paid the price I was given life and in giving life to Christ he gave life to you in giving life to Christ he totally substituted for you every bit of your sins was put on him and every bit of his righteousness and his nature was put on us at the new birth praise God hallelujah why did you come I've come that you may have life why did you come I come that you may have the God kind of life and have it in abundance I come that it would be overflowing in you just like it did in Christ what was the purpose in Jesus coming his purpose was come that we'd have this life amen hallelujah praise God see as you realize these things you know what happens to your faith Y'all got to teach you on faith. You got your faith arises. Your faith arises. You know what's in you. You know what this life will do. Go. God showed you. God showed exactly what this life would do in the person of Jesus Christ. It showed exactly. If you want to know what this life on the inside of you do, you'll do, just look at Jesus. It's the same identical life in you that was in the Christ. John writing here said that which was from the beginning which we've heard which we've seen with our eyes we saw it with our eyes which we have looked upon and our hands have held of the word of life of Zoe this life and nature of God for this life was manifested and we've seen it we bear witness and show unto you that eternal life which was with the Father which was with the Father and was manifested unto us Jesus Christ came and showed this life to the world. And I'm telling you, he came and gave you this life. Hallelujah. Say this to me. I have the life of God in me. I have the same thing in me me that Jesus has in him. him. The same thing that God has in him. I have Zoe and I have... This life, this life that's in me is greater than anything in this world. Is than in this world. this, life, this is life is greater than sickness. Greater than sickness. This, life this life will defeat anything of the enemy. Will of the enemy. Light, Light will, expel will expel darkness. God's life... This life, this life of God that's in me is more, more powerful, more powerful than, anything of the enemy. than anything of the enemy. This life of God that's in me it makes me more than a conqueror. I can do all things through this life. It's in me now. It is a possession of mine. Jesus came to this earth and brought me this life. This life life that's on the inside of me cannot be defeated. Cannot be destroyed. destroyed. Cannot destroyed. Cannot be extinguished. Cannot be put out. Bring me this life. life. Oh, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise God. Stand on your feet.